0: And now it's time for one of the top realtors in the Triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Real Tour podcast. Let's begin with uh kind of what's happening in the local market, Angie, are you tracking any interesting Data, stats, or just getting a feel for how things are shaping up as we kind of start to hit a little bit of that transition into spring, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we did see a shift in interest rates for the better. Um, I know at one point they were up there in the sevens and they have come back down. You know, we're, we're seeing more on the fives, you know, creeping on the sixes, really, of course, depending on credit, debt to income ratio, all that good stuff. But I get a sense that buyers are feeling more comfortable and confident with the overall real estate market now um and i think that they are getting on board with hey this is the new norm so you know this year going in 2023 it seems like as soon as the new year hit the the gates opened wide and it's been so much busier so i almost feel like we're starting to see early spring market Uh, there's a lot of buyers out in the market you know sellers are putting their homes on the market we're still seeing that appreciation to take place I would say average days on the market um, for more of the triangle area. You're probably creeping on in the 20s, almost 30 days on the market. But there's still some homes that are getting multiple offers. So um, it's really based upon kind of the pockets, price points, location, and which homes are flying off the market. And other ones might stay on the market for just a tad bit longer. But it's still a very strong just market in general.
0: That's great to hear. Uh, strong is the the word we want to hear throughout this yeah. year when it comes to housing, right? Keep That's not a bad thing. Well, very. Good. If you've got any questions for Angie as we go through the show today, by the way, or looking to get more information about buying and selling in the area and want to turn to the A. Cole Realty team, the way to do that is to call or text Angie at nine one nine. Five three eight sixty four seventy seven. 538 6477 You can talk one-on-one about your goals. That's 919-538-6477. Well, let's dive into the mailbag as we always do. We kick off each show with answering some listener questions from folks throughout the area. Let's highlight one here from Emma in Chapel Hill. Emma says, what criteria should I use to choose a reputable real estate agent for buying or selling a home?
1: Yeah, great, great question, Emma. And I would say it first starts with just personality. You know, who is someone that you are excited to work with because you will be married to them for a little while. So make sure that it's a good fit uh, personality-wise and you guys mesh. Beyond that, you know, I think some great questions to ask are, hey, how many transactions have you closed in the last year? Tell me a little bit about you or your team or your firm. You know, how do you best communicate? Um, You can, you know, even ask, you know, hey, do you have service providers in place? For example, lenders and contractors, should I need those people? So I would say when it comes to buying a home, really focus on someone, again, who you feel like you'll enjoy you know going in and out of homes with just you know being on the phone with a lot because you will be kind of stuck to their hip Um, but again you want to make sure that you have someone who has experience. the market is ever-changing you know the the offers that we were seeing even six months ago the terms are completely different than what we're seeing now so someone who is active and in the market they understand you know areas they understand contracts they know what it takes to represent you properly that's most important
0: Very good. Yeah, it's so important to have great communication with your realtor, and uh, so much of that revolves around just having a a really good grasp on um, both that experience side but also the personality side. So that's uh, really good to highlight that, Angie. Thanks for filling us in. Uh, Good question, Emma. By the way, you can uh, get in touch with Angie if you've got more specific questions, again, by calling or texting 919 538 Sixty-four, seventy-seven. Liam has our next question in Wake Forest Liam says I'm trying to budget for the purchase of a new build home but I'm struggling to figure out how much taxes are going to cost how can you find that out if the home hasn't been completed yet and there's no uh, pricing history
1: yeah Um, the easiest kind of rule of thumb is just go off of just one percent okay so whatever the uh, potential purchase price would be uh, just go off of one percent now depending on if you're in this city or out of the city so of course if you're in the city you have additional city taxes and then everyone has county taxes so if you're in the city your taxes overall will be more expenses versus being outside of city limits and then every city and county a little bit different. Um, we tend to find like Durham is a tad bit more expensive. I mean, nothing significant, um, but it's a tad bit more expensive than for example, being in Raleigh. Um, but a general rule of thumb is just look at like 1% of the purchase price, and that's what you can pretty much expect for your taxes.
0: Okay, very good. Hope that helps you out there, Liam. Fantastic question. Uh, we got more coming up on today's show. If you want to access some great resources that we have available to you, we uh, can connect you very easily. Just text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. Again, text the word SAVVY to the number 21000. And what we'll do is send you a link right back, and you can click on it, and you'll be able to view a landing page that's got all of our free show resources. So we're talking about a home buyer's guide, how you can find out the value. Value of your home if you're a seller and thinking about selling in the near future. uh, What's the current status right now? Maybe pricing for your home. Get a good idea of that. Plus, many more great resources for you as well. Just text the word "savvy" to the number twenty one thousand to access all of that information. This next one comes to us from Aiden in Durham. Aiden says, "How does living outside of the city limits affect the availability of city services such as garbage pickup, road maintenance, and emergency response times?"
1: Yeah, yeah. Great, great question. I mean, of course, when it comes to uh, utility services, you're no longer relying on the city services. So um, as far as utility services like Garbage, you more than likely would have to outsource that on your own. Now, there's a lot of companies out there that, you know, have that type of service, but it's not something that just comes along with or you just pay a quick bill to the city of wherever. You know, you need to make sure that you get that lined up and pay for that service for someone to come up and pick up your garbage. Uh, Road maintenance, same thing. If you're outside of the city, you need to understand who's responsible for the roads. Are they private roads? You know, are they, uh, is there an agreement between you and the homeowners who is maintaining the roads that's very important because that could be an expense to a buyer to a homeowner sometimes and then yeah emergency response times i mean just look at where your local you know like fire station you know maybe police station it really depends on how far out you are but yeah, those are all valid questions and things to be thinking about if you're deciding to live in city limits or outside of city limits, Uh, positivity of living outside of city limits. Typically, you probably have larger yards, right, a little bit more space, Um, and then your taxes will be lower. So it's pros, cons there. Um, I personally, I live, Outside of city limits, but I am right on the border. So, you know, I could just walk right across the street and I'm in the city limits, but I do get the advantages of lower taxes, which is wonderful. But it's not a concern to me, for example, of how quick would a fire truck get to our house because it's right down the street.
0: Yeah, still, still pretty close overall. Yeah. I will say one thing I've I noticed: living just outside the city limits of uh, of Raleigh, it, we were a little slower to get power back on when oh, I, ice storms and yeah. you know,
1: things like that hit. That's, so that's something yeah. Did you think about that one? that's yeah. true and then you know when it comes to like snow removal if you're in an area that you get a lot of snow what would that look like for you so um yeah again i think those are great questions and things to be thinking about if you're deciding to live outside of the city versus in the city
0: and likely if you're outside the city you probably have a lot of trees overhanging your power lines and so any yeah. s- that, that was our experience angie we uh, we had just every time uh, there was a, even a gust of wind it would just you know up oh, power would start flickering up oh, some the, the the leaves are the, the branches are starting to hit You're the like, power oh lines no. oh no here we go <laughs> yeah there there were many a night we were very jealous of uh the neighbors that were sort of uh back back behind us i could always see the glow of their lights at night after a power outage um as their generator was you know running and they were just continuing on with life as normal and and, and we were in the house just just staring on with jealousies
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's good yeah. stuff i know uh, it i know it
0: Just uh, some great things to be aware of, though. Thanks for filling us in on that, Angie. Uh, Good question, Aiden. Last one here is from Mia, and Mia is in uh, Wilmington. Mia says, what is the typical age group of buyers in our area? Do you use that information to help market our home?
1: Well, um, I cannot talk about that. (laughs) So there are certain protected classes as far as who lives where um, and certain protected classes, and so as far as um, age of People living in the area, I really can't share that. The only time it's something that we can talk about is if it's in a neighborhood that like an active adult neighborhood where it's restricted that, hey, minimum age is 55, for example. So Mia, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer there. My suggestion though, what you can do, go and drive around. Who do you see, right? So drive around in the morning, drive around in the afternoon, in the evening, and get a feel of who lives in the area. That's the only feedback that I can give you there.
0: Yeah. If you're looking for a home with young families, drive around and see if there's a bunch of young families hanging out, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, sure. But I mean, Mia, in regards to, you know, marketing of your home, you know, you'll be surprised when it comes to marketing the home, and we do a whole slew of, you know, different marketing uh, to drive buyers to the home. But just because maybe you live in a home, let's say demographic is typically like a, a younger age demographic, doesn't mean that someone who is maybe a little bit older age, you know, maybe more seasoned wouldn't care to live there and i've seen the flip side um past clients of mine many 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 years ago they decided that they wanted to move into this neighborhood now it wasn't an age restricted neighborhood but that neighborhood generally it was more of just you know empty nesters i mean that's when you drive around if you went to the community event all it was was empty nesters Um, and so just an older demographic and you know we were walking around they kind of saw who lived there and they have two young kids and they were like no This is where we want to be. So, you know, it was not my job to tell them who lives there, if it's a good neighborhood for them or not. That's for them to make that decision. And that even though they... Saw kind of more of, again, the age um, of everyone who was living there, they didn't care. They they loved it. They loved the home. They loved the feel of the neighborhood. And that's where they purchased.
0: You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com